Welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. This is our very first live episode. We are live coming at you on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, eventually, we'll expand to a few more live platforms, but for now, those are the ones. Um, so feel free if you are listening to this uh, later today or later this week or whenever, um, you can go watch us on YouTube, um, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, yeah, we also have, uh, you can watch the episodes later on Rumble right now, and I believe on Odyssey as well. Um, if not on Odyssey, soon on Odyssey. <laughs> um, all right. Well, today we're going to be talking about season two, episode three, not yet. Um, and as the name suggests, this one is all about Knott's County, um, yeah, our very successful rivalry from last season that will hopefully continue into the future. Um, the episode opens up 11 games into the season. Um, after the first couple games that were a little rougher, we started playing very well. Um, but this kind of this one kind of focuses on uh, how English fans and English clubs tend to hate Wrexham for for how they're doing it. Um, and we get this clip from the show right here. Would own a club. They're a totally different club, obviously, to when Ryan and Rob bought them. There's almost like a like an element to it where it's not pure. I mean, come on. Not pure. That is a ridiculous thing to say, I think. Um, the whole point of football is to win and to move up the ranks, especially in the EFL ladder. Uh, and the fact that, I mean, how else would somebody do it? They'd get good players, they'd get good coaches, they'd get good owners, and then they'd work their way up. So the fact that they got good owners who got a good coach, who got good players to then make their way up the football ladder should absolutely mean that it is a natural way of doing things. Um, it's not like you get relegated. You keep the same owners, you keep the same coach, you keep the same players, and somehow you just work a little harder and you work your way up the ladder. That's just, that's not how it works at all. Um, it's, these these are things that are people who are jealous, people who are mad that uh, Wrexham is actually doing well. Um especially with all the attention that Wrexham is getting. Uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of people who wish it was happening to their club. And it makes sense. Like, I would I would probably dislike all the attention that Wrexham is getting as well, but it is what it is. And there's nothing impure about, about uh, the method in which 
it's happening. Like the owners took a big risk. They spent a lot on transfers, um, salaries. Uh, they spent a lot trying to build the stadium back up, um, put in the cop. So it's not like there's zero risk for them. There's just a lot of attention because of who the owners happen to be. It's if things were to go sideways as it does in football quite a bit, they would be left trying to pick up the pieces. Um, so like, it's not like they, there's no risk to them. It's not like it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to make it into the premier league. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a bunch of haters. It's just a bunch of haters. Um, today's episode will also be featuring an interview with Sharn and Ryan of me, the wife and Wrexham AFC, uh, in which we will talk a lot about this and much, much, much more. Um, but for now, let's uh, continue through. This is our first big intro to Mark Griffiths. We've kind of we kind of got to know him a little bit in the first season. Um, but you kind of get his story in this, and he's been commentating since the 1980s for Wrexham. Um, and he started out. I thought this was so cool. They ran a wire from the stadium to the hospital, so everybody in the hospital could listen to the games. They did it specifically for football commentary, which I think is incredible. Um, great idea. I'm sure that lifted the spirits of a whole bunch of people who were, you know, who had it rough in the hospital. Um, but yeah, I thought that was fantastic and he's been doing it since the eighties. So what is that? Like almost 40 years of commentating for Wrexham and he kills it. Uh, like, we discussed this a little bit, but like in the, when listening to a game, it's not quite the same, but the enthusiasm and the style of commentating that Mark Griffiths has goes really well with uh, listening to it. Um, so it's, it's still exciting, but it's definitely never, never the same as watching it on TV or in person. So um, let's see. Yeah, he talks about how Robin Ryan came in, how the, the town had lost a lot of its um, hope, I guess. Um, it had lost a lot of its industries, and um, Robin Ryan came in, bought the club, and the club is so integral to the town that that uh, that really started helping the town. And I know that we've said this many times, and so have they, that uh, one of their primary goals was to focus on the community and focus on the town, not just the club. Um, so yeah, that was, that was Mark Griffith's contribution to the first part of this episode. Um, after the first couple games, we've been playing fantastic football goals and goals and goals and goals and goals. Like the beginning of last season was so much fun to watch. Um, so many goals all the time. And you just thought at some point that Knotts County would just kind of disappear, fall back, um, go by the wayside. But sadly, that that never happened. <laughs> um, yeah. Parkey uh, gives an analysis of Knotts County to the team um, and talks about how neither team drops points. Um, they just keep on winning. Everybody like they just keep on winning over and over and over. Um, and he's 
makes it very clear that he's not worried about medals or records or anything that is mid-season stuff. He, he's, his only goal is to be the team lifting the trophy uh, at the end of the season, which is exactly what you want from a coach, Like, which is also why I understand why people aren't completely into the cup games like the Carabao and the FA Cup, FA Trophy, all that kind of stuff. Like it totally makes sense that uh, you wouldn't be focused on that. It doesn't really have a real bearing on whether or not you get promoted uh, to the next to the next league. So, yeah, the fact that Parkey, you know, obviously Parkey understands that he's friggin' EFL coach, so he knows that. Um, but some coaches, I imagine, would not have that exact same outlook. Uh, let's see. We then get. I'm burning through this because uh, my interview with Sharn and Ryan was long and awesome. So I'm pretty much airing the entire thing almost. So um, I don't want this to turn into an hour and a half long podcast, um, though it is. It might get there. Um, we then cut to Amp Recording Studio, which their logo is awesome. Love their logo. I don't know why that stuck out to me, but it did. And the Declan Swans working on uh, a tribute to Paul Mullen. Um, and it ends up, that's how the episode ends uh, later on, which we'll get to in a little while. But uh, the band has never met him. They would love to meet him. Uh, but the fact that the documentary is aired... Wrexham has become far more popular means that they are making money and not much better than that. Um, uh, having a band in your middle ages, I guess, <laughs> um, and starting to book gigs that actually pay and seem to book a lot of them and pay well, that's pretty spectacular. Uh, very, very happy for the Declan Swans. And of course, you know, I download their music on iTunes because it's great. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oh, yeah. They mentioned that uh, they've heard their song played while sitting in their season ticket seats at the race course ground. They play it over the speakers. That's got to be a crazy feeling. That's got to be super surreal the first time. I don't even know how you get used to that. I think I would continue to to find it surreal for ever. That'd be that. Yeah, that would just be really neat. Um, we then cut to the focus of the episode, which is Knotts County. Um, Ollie interviewing Ollie in a hotel room, which I thought was hilarious with him half under the covers, half above, but fully dressed. It was an interesting choice, um, thought it was hilarious. It was just a funny, funny place to be interviewed. <laughs> uh, he mentions that uh, they know they can beat the teams in the middle and lower parts of the table, um, but it's essential that you beat the teams around you, um, which in this case was Knotts County. I think Chesterfield was pretty good. Um, there are a couple others that I know I'm forgetting, um, but yeah. Yeah. It's it, obviously it's essential to beat the teams that are the good teams, obviously, because you're if you're one of the best, you need to beat the best to uh, come out on top. So 
Um, I think Mark Griffiths mentions that it, it, it used to be that during away games, when Wrexham would come out of the tunnel, it would just be silent. Um, it would just be silence. There weren't enough fans to cause a stir. There weren't enough fans to make a lot of noise. And he said all that has completely changed. And now uh, it is very loud. Um, I would say, I mean, sometimes listening to it when you're when you're watching the broadcast, I would say it's almost as loud as the home team, the home team's fans, um, home team supporters uh, making that much noise because Wrexham shows up, the fans show up for every single game and it's always sold out. So pretty cool that that has uh, that is now what it is um, in the Wrexham world. Uh yeah, let's uh I'm trying to decide when to go to go to the interview. We'll talk about Langstaff real quick. So yeah, this uh it's really starts focusing on Knott's County and how well they're doing. Um, and we all know Macaulay Langstaff just absolutely killed it last year. Um he and Paul Mellon, just the number of goals those two guys scored was insane. And uh yeah, watching Knotts County play last year and this year, got to be honest, they're crushing it this year. Um, last year was fun in the most frustrating way possible, like fantastic football. Um, but you're just begging for them to miss a shot or miss a goal or get scored on just a couple more times. Um, but to be perfectly fair, they're a phenomenal team. Um, and they started out in this particular game, uh, Wrexham versus, uh, Knotts County away. They started out the better team. They get a goal in the first half. And then the argument at halftime, um, which I imagine for some people seems a little shocking, um, seems a little odd that Mullen and Tozer are screaming at each other at halftime. But man, that definitely happens. People get super frustrated, especially when things aren't going perfectly well for you and things aren't falling the way they normally are or you think they should be. You're going to get at each other's throats. Um, so completely understandable. This It's not something generally that players hold on to later on. Um, it's just, it's just what happens with players. It's like it's an intense situation and everybody's trying to do their best. And, um, sometimes words are exchanged, but I love that Parky just comes in and says, says repeatedly, that'll do, that'll do just calm down, get it together. <laughs> That's plenty of, plenty of screaming at each other. Um, he doesn't feel that. Which is really funny in comparison to this, this scene. He doesn't feel that uh, hard times for them tear them apart. They pull them together and the team knows what they need to do to get the job done. Um, but in the end, the game ends 1-0 even after Wrexham scored um, off an offsides call. Um, so in the end, it was, a, it was a loss to Knotts County to start out the rivalry last year. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great game. It was a fantastic game. Uh, and, you know, 
Knotts County went on to do have a record-breaking season the same way we did. So um, without further ado, uh, I have this past week, I sat down on Saturday before the Stockport game, before that horrendous, horrendous loss. I sat down with Sharn and Ryan of Me, the Wife, and Wrexham AFC. And so here we go. Here is us chatting for about 50 full minutes. So enjoy. And Ryan, welcome to the show. How are y'all doing? Good. Thanks for having us. Yeah, really good. Thank you very much for having us on. Absolutely. How many have y'all done any podcasts with people from the US recently? Yeah, not recently. We did quite a bit in the off season though. So uh, mm. uh, throughout the summer, we were we panicked a little bit coming towards the end of the season thinking, how are we going to fill an hour show mm. when we haven't got that much to talk about? So we we sort of opened it up to getting fans on, new fans, old fans, whatever it was. And we did have a lot of Americans come on, did, didn't we? We did, did. really did sort of sort of new to the club, some of them new to football as well. So yeah, we have we have chatted to quite a few, and it, it's a feature that we've sort of kept now uh, into the into the season. We try and get someone on every week. Yeah, not for as long as in the off season, but yeah, no, it's fun. We love speaking to people. I like the sound of my own voice, so that's. Uh... <laughs> <Can you tell? laughs> well, if you're going to do a podcast, that's that's probably a good thing to have. You know? Definitely a good trait to have. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, originally, like, what made y'all want to start? a podcast and Sean, like, why did you want to get into football and get into this whole side of things? Well, it was my idea to start a podcast. Okay. Um, I started going to the football, like just off the off chance because my brother had a season ticket. He was poorly um, quite a bit. So I couldn't, so he couldn't go. So I literally, to, to say there'd been an empty seat in the, in the ground, I, stole his ticket basically she says it was to say there'd been an empty seat but she didn't care if there's an empty seat she she just was nosy and what the boys were getting to, up to on a saturday like what's all the fuss about that's what it was wasn't it actually <laughs> it was because obviously on a saturday ryan and our little boy al's been well not so little anymore um they go to the football with ryan's dad and i was just like what you know what am I going to do on my own so when I got the opportunity to go I thought you know what I'm just going to go like you know yeah to be a bit nosy and maybe to catch a glimpse of Rob and Ryan um and yeah just literally from the first moment yeah my first game I was like oh my god this is why haven't I got involved in this sooner it, mm. it's it was just amazing and I just I love it to bits now so it was like right let's do a podcast so Ryan was like oh okay <laughs> let's do it so yeah it's like it, it was my idea yeah. my name i come up with the name of the podcast she did i'm she just did. like the driving force of the whole thing really <laughs> wow okay so you're the mastermind behind it all yeah she is but weirdly whenever well obviously we're on social media whenever people message oh, shan yeah. does all the social media i don't really do that much on social media shan does it all but when they message they assume they're speaking to me so shan shan got quite annoyed by that that they, they, she goes, well, well, you know, why do they assume they're speaking to you? But Shan's just give in now, and she replies as me. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't reply to her. She doesn't correct anyone anymore. She just replies as yeah, me. I so I get, I, I've got a really good social media presence without ever being on social media. Yeah, I put all the hard work in. He gets all the credit. I mean, yeah, yeah. what's that all about? Yeah. I mean, you got to set your ego aside, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just the title, like the fact that you titled it, Me, yeah. the Wife. 
you called yeah. yourself the wife. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could have you gotten me the husband and Wrexham AFC. I could have, but I think the reason why I came up with that name was because Ryan is obviously, you know, a long, hard, hard fan. A long, hard, a long, hard, hard, hard Yeah, no, didn't mean that. He's a long term fan, is what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, when I'm kind of, you know, just coming into it and everything. So I just thought me, the wife, and Rex and AFC, it sounded yeah, sounded and good. also, well, with the, especially the early episodes, it was very much sort of because, because Sean was new, it was sort of like, me interviewing you wasn't it in a yeah, way yeah yeah uh, about you know what's okay I ha what have you learned about football you know what have you learned this week and we did a little a few weeks of what have you learned this week about football about Wrexham so it's sort of me interviewing Sean a little bit for the first mm -hmm. good sort of 10 15 episodes yeah. it was sort of like that it was that sort of format and then as it sort of progressed it's not that anymore is it no i can get my pennies worth in now <laughs> yeah i missed so i i probably found y'all's podcast around episode 40 or so okay um, cool. so I, I missed the first you know first few episodes yeah. when when that was happening but i imagine that's probably good for like longtime fans and new fans to have somebody who's new to football learning about it as as she goes and like you know, because you, you take things for granted that you would assume when it comes to things that you know, you know, like the back of your hand. Um, and so I imagine that like being on screen with somebody who's learning the game and learning Lorexum and all this kind of stuff will, uh, I don't know, help engage people more and help create a bigger fan base. Definitely. We we sort of felt that was our, our sort of niche, really, and it was our yeah. unique selling point. I'm the, I'm the USP of the Yeah, I, I think, no, I, I'll go with that. I think <laughs> because if you if you go to any sort of football podcast or football YouTube channel, it's sort of very much a, a sort of boys club, isn't it? You know, in the sense of there's a lot of men sitting around who profess to know everything about football. We do, and, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we do. But, you know, I <laughs> But it was it was felt ours felt unique in the sense of you know we're not going to hide the fact that Sean, you know, without being horrible, knows nothing about football and was going to be learning from scratch. From scratch, you know, and yeah. we thought that was that was a really cool thing because, especially with the documentary series one of uh, season one of the documentary, it was. We knew there was a lot of people out there that were coming to Wrexham for the first time. Not only that, but learning about football for the first time and, 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 and everything. And we thought if we can drag them people along with us and they can learn things along with Sean, you know, that would, that would be a, a sort of quite unique because you don't really see that, do you? Are, to be fair, I've noticed now, and I don't know whether we were the um, trailblazers <laughs> in this, but I have noticed that a lot more like men and women, not necessarily husband and wife, but I've noticed that a lot more women are doing podcasts and yeah. about football, yeah. not necessarily Wrexham, but just football in general. And yeah. I just think it's it's good to see. I'm not like saying, you know, it's a bad thing, but I think it's a... But you're saying the reason they're doing that is because, because of, of me. Us. Yeah, it's because of me. I mean, I believe it, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean... Y'all you know, are trailblazers. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 uh i'm you know i'm a little bit in the same boat like I, I i don't know everything about football i i know everything about american football yeah 
which is yeah. quite different. So like I, I've tried to uh, say repeatedly that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to like basic. I, I don't I don't know formations very well. I don't know strategies, tactics, anything like that. So like yeah. that's not my forte. My forte is storytelling, which is the whole reason I started this. So, um, yeah, I'm I, you know, it's a learn. Everything's a learning process. So it's been a learning process for me as well. Yeah. Um, we have to talk about this photo. Uh, y'all mentioned it in your podcast the other day, but we got to talk about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that he smells great. <laughs> I've been telling everybody, anybody who listens to me, I've been telling Ryan Reynolds smells really good. Yeah. Um, and I wish I was. Can you describe what he smells like? Is there a good description of it? Smoking alcohol. No, no. I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Um, no, I can't really. It's just clean. Um, clean. Ryan, what does that say about you, man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You smell good too. Um, just not as good as I don't know. Um, I, do you know what? I can't even start to kind of explain. He just smells clean, manly. That's possible. Um, he just just smells just good. He's. I mean, it's a get away from how he smells. I mean, <laughs> just to be fair, he's just a lovely guy. Really, in, is. The, in the sense of he, he, you know, we've we've seen him a lot, you know, mm-hmm. games, you know. But and and Sham's like, let's go down, let's go. As he's walking, he walks the same route whenever he's there, past all the fans, and he stops for photos. Uh, and you know we'll have a chat with people, and you know we went down, and he'd already probably stopped forty, fifty times for photos and to talk to people and to shake hands and all that sort of stuff, and you know I, I can't imagine doing that, but I imagine it would start to great after doing ten, fifteen, twenty. But we, 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 like I say, we must have been 40th, 50th in that, that he'd spoke to on the way down. And he didn't make you feel like you had to rush. He made you feel like, you know, he, he, you could talk to him and he wasn't, you know, he would, he would be there as long as you wanted him to be there. And I think that's a, that's a real skill to have as a human being, you know, to make sure that everyone you speak to, feels like you're the first person you've yeah, spoken to yeah, yeah exactly and that that you haven't got to go you haven't got to fumble and get your phone really quickly to take a photo because he's there going come on i've got to you know i've got to go he was just he was so nice and he made it made it feel like you could just take your time take your photo have a little chat shake and, and he, yeah he just he's a really nice guy there's one thing i do regret yeah we didn't tell him about our podcast i'm Gutted. No, but I, no, we didn't. That's for next time. We, we did, to, this time was the introduction. Yeah. Hello, remember us from last time? You put no. a picture. No, yeah, no. <laughs> back off. <laughs> Security, <laughs> get these emails from me. No, but uh, you know, yeah, that was a maybe a little bit of a regret. But you know, we just wanted to get a photo. It's and, been a long time coming, and I had to ring Ryan because he was having a beer with my dad and um, his dad. Yeah, I was like, quick, Ryan. Ryan is like coming down the line now can you can you come up here and he came up and he was like he's not even halfway here yet <laughs> I was like, yeah, we've, got to, we've got to get our photograph taken and we finally did and i made up i've got three screens at work and literally all three of them have got those <laughs> my, my phone it's uh it's everywhere yeah 
yeah. it's everywhere. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you're totally right. That that takes so much patience to interact with that many people. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I don't know. I, I don't know how it is. My wife does. She's a actress and a stunt woman, so she's done like all this wow. red carpet stuff. That yeah, I, I have no interest in doing any of that. She's no. like, "Do you want to walk the red carpet with me?" No, no. I'll just <laughs> I'll just go around the stuff. I'll, I'll come. I'll come on the red carpet with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just that takes so much patience. And I think it it I don't know. Like I'm an introvert generally. So like social situations, while I love them, they kind of drain my energy. But like yeah. for her, they give her energy. Yeah, yeah. And I have have to imagine that you kind of have to be an introvert to be able to interact like this with so many or extrovert to be able to yeah. interact like this with so many people. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And like to have the goal of like you're there to interact with people, not to get to where you want to go. Watch yes. The yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Love, lovely man. Yes. We just got to meet Rob now. Yeah. 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 He's next. Yeah. He's I next. Think, uh, I think um, my wife and I are going to go up to Rob's bar in Philly um, to watch a, watch yeah. a match or two. Yeah. 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 Over this season. I think that'll be wow. great. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Hopefully it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, not like the Hopefully. one they filmed. Yeah, right. <laughs> that'd be brutal. Yeah. I, I completely understand his pain in that. Yes. Like, if I invited somebody to watch something that I enjoyed and then it yeah. was just boring as crap, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're there going, Oh, god, I look stupid. Now. Yeah, it wasn't, it was there that game, but no. All right, well, I've got three clips from the not yet episode. Um, that I'd love to chat about. So let's let's watch the first one. I want to see Deadpool in the mud. They want to see Rob McElhenney disappointed. They want to bloody the nose of the big fancy Hollywood jerk-offs. <laughs> Have you found that to be the case? Because y'all, I, I feel like, Ryan, you definitely are more involved than I am as far as like keeping up with the news, keeping up with everything that's happening behind the scenes and like with the fans in the area, especially just being, you know, over in Wales. Um, do you find that to be the case where people want to see Wrexham fail? One million percent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think it, it's very much what happens in this country. I, um, I always use Man City as an example. So Man City had a horrible time. They dropped down the leagues. Uh, I think they got down to what is currently League One. Uh, they dropped down to, they they were in a really bad shape. Um, and they started climbing back through the leagues. Um, they gained quite a bit of respect for people. Uh, they obviously got quite a bit of a, a heavy investment um, from Sheikh Mansour. Um, and Man City for a long time were everybody's second team. Everyone wanted to see Man City do well. Oh, look at them. They've been down there. They've been underdogs. They've climbed their way back up. And then quite quickly, once they started spending big amounts of money, um, everyone was like, oh, hang on a minute, bit sus bit suspect of this team now. And then all of a sudden, everyone hated them. And the, and the story mirrors through history and it's mirrors again with us you know everyone was really interested in Wrexham and you know fans of other teams really wanted us to do well or fair play to them they've been down in the national leagues for 15 years you know I really want them to do well but then when you do start doing well 
that's when you start getting, oh, this is this is awful. They've just they're just buying the league, they're spending money. Oh, I don't want to see them do well. Their fans are horrible. Um the the abuse that comes out online, it's just it's unreal. It, honestly, it's unbelievable. And we are we are not hate yeah, we are pretty hated, I would say, through uh, uh, there's a lot of fans who are sensible, level-headed fans of other clubs mm-hmm. who, you know, think, oh, look, it's really good. You're doing really well. You're doing everything in the right way. Um, and but then you get the 1% of jealous fans who wished it was there. It's not even 1%, though. It's so much higher than that. No. It's there's, there's so many fans who... And it is jealousy because oh, if, yeah. this, if this was happening to another club in Wrexham's league... I'd be absolutely fuming. I, I would. I, I just would. I'm not going to even lie about it. I would be fuming knowing that why would why isn't this happening to us? Why haven't we got money to spend? Why can't we direct, develop redevelop our ground? You know, why do they get Hollywood owners who've come over here and splashed cash and now all of a sudden they're successful? You would. And I get, I get that because football is very much a... a jealousy driven game <laughs> you know you're always jealous of someone unless you are right at the top you're jealous of that club having that player that club having that money that club having a better stadium than you uh whatever it is it is it's that it's just rife within the game and so while i it it, it can be annoying the abuse that the club get and the players get online at the same time, I sort of understand it as well because I think I would be the same if it was happening to somebody else, if I'm honest. Yeah, but there are people who just take it too far. There's one person in particular. I'm not going to name them, but... Name them. No. No, 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 no. I don't know. But that's what, because that's what they want. Yeah, they actually, want to be named to get publicity. So I've, actually, I've actually blocked them on our Twitter now because yeah. I'm sick. We're not, we don't even follow this person. They don't yeah. follow us. They don't follow us, but because obviously Wrexham fans interact with this guy... Or girl, I don't know whether it's a guy or a girl actually. Um it's a guy. Is it? Um he um he's just incessant. Instead of talking about his own club, yeah, he's constantly talking about us and yeah. it's just not us, I mean Wrexham. Yeah. Um 60% of his tweets, I would say, are Wrexham based. And even yes. even people who are fans of the same club are saying just let it go just stop just stop yeah. you know it's just ridiculous um and you you may know who i'm talking about and um, people who are watching this may yeah. but yeah we blocked it we've got this account now on twitter because i'm just sick of hearing the same garbage coming out of this yeah, but person's it, mouth but it's it's how unfortunately that's how you build a social media profile these days well by being negative about other people yeah but stay away for sure yeah, it is definitely, you know, you you throw your you throw your line out there, you get your fishing rod out, you throw your line, you say something nasty or something a little bit derogatory about a club or an organization or a person. And then what you tend to get is you get a load of people jumping on that and comment, 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 comment. And then all of a sudden your post has got 100, 200, 500, 1,000 comments on it. And then people, and then other people, will then think, why has that got 5,000 comments? Because I do it myself. 
why, how come this post got five, six, 10,000 comments? And I click on it to see what the replies are. Mm-hmm. That might wind you up and you get, uh, and you get another reply and another reply. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, if you want to call it social media famous or whatever, because that people just want to, it's, it's, it's about interaction. And that's why I've always tried to say to Shant, don't reply to him. Don't comment because that's mm-hmm. that's what he wants. He wants people to interact. Positive, negative, doesn't care. That's just, why I blocked him because it, I, yeah, <laughs> I kind of get carried away and I'm just feel right. Okay, I'm blocking it now. It's, it's because... an, yeah, it's an annoying byproduct of social media, is yeah, it? which yeah. is why we well because I do all the social media. Um, I try to be positive and you know our social media is kind of a safe space rather than you know, coming out with horrible derogatory. We don't slag off any other clubs. No. Um, you know, if they've played a game and they've played well, we will comment on their, you know, on their post and say, you know, well done, you played well. Um, we'll never be horrible about a person. Although, I will just say. Um, <laughs> well, it, which you're going to say that you wrote... Uh, the... No, no, no. Sean, Sean annoyed a whole group of fans <laughs> uh, online because we went on. We, Unintentionally, may yeah, I just add. We went on. When we played Walsall, um, there was a guy who does a Walsall podcast, and he asked us, he asked us to go on pre-game to, to just to comment on, you know, what, what we thought, uh, you know, the game was, how the game was going to go. Uh, Sean was working, so I did that on my own. And then after the game, we beat them 4-2. I, I think so. Yeah. And um and then he asked us after the game, do you want to come on just to, you know, say, say what you think about the game? So we went on and Sham was just trying to be nice. And what she said was, Oh, you know, your defense played really well, your goalkeeper played really well. The amount of abuse she got going, out oh, why is she saying our goalkeeper played well? He's just letting four. And she goes that and someone was going, she she's either being really ironic or she actually knows nothing about football. And you got some real abuse. You've wound up a whole fan base. Just, just, from. just you know, I did it unintentionally. Yeah. This is my problem. I kind of think before I uh, yeah, I know got, I speak. You don't think, so. I don't think I think I speak before I think sometimes yeah. and it can get me into trouble. So yes. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of the block button of the block feature. Yeah, <laughs> like I think it is underutilized in today's world. People just get so upset about so many things, and it's like if you don't like what someone's saying, just block them. Like yeah, you don't yeah. you don't have to interact with that person. No, you know, no. It's like not. if someone's just being nasty, just to be nasty, forget yeah. it. Like screw yeah. that. Yeah. Or you could you could bite back. You yeah. could type something really quickly, and say something back to them. And then box them. And then you get them. <laughs> uh, That's the best way to do it. No, we don't. We don't. No. Speaking of um, being nasty to other teams, here's another clip from this past week's episode. Worthy and noble opponents. <laughs> and I wish they'd all fall down a manhole and sod off. <laughs> that was the best yeah. I, I was very surprised that he said that. I thought it was absolutely hilarious and per- like yeah. it's something that I would say. So uh, yeah. the fact that I would say it means it probably shouldn't. He probably shouldn't have said that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, obviously Humphrey, he's uh he's a jokester and he, you know, I the the issue is when people are just doing it to spread ill will and not yeah 
have no care for what they're saying. They don't care about the person they're talking to yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, th I thought he was absolutely hilarious. He's so funny in the show. Um, yeah. Have y'all met him yet? No, no, he's another one. No, it, yeah, he is another. We've seen him lots of times. Uh, yeah, no, we haven't. Um, a, we haven't seen him, seen him outside the ground, haven't we? Yeah, quite a few times. But um, sometimes I, I feel bad in a way because at the end of the day, they're just people, and they don't necessarily need people going up to them constantly when they're just trying to just they're, they're there to watch the game in the same way that we are and sometimes i get a little bit sort of i don't want to just come over and start talking when they're having a conversation with somebody else that they clearly know a lot better than they know me right. you know and just to just to encroach on someone's day I, I sometimes I just feel a bit bad about doing it. People do it to us. I know people do it to us, and it annoys me. No, I mean, just, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, it doesn't. But you know, it's you, you sort of sometimes when people are in the public eye, you forget the actual people yeah. as well. You know, and you just sort of you just sometimes I just think let them just you know settle into they're there to watch the game. Just let them do that. Yeah, but we need to be a bit more. I know. Yeah, we do because we want to meet them all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah, and like you said, like if if they're having a conversation with someone they know, and like yeah. clearly they're you know having a full in depth conversation, it's yeah. probably not the time to approach no. them. But like exactly, Ryan takes the time to you know go yeah. down the line and talk to fan. That's probably the time to go talk to him. You know? Exactly, I, and you don't they're having a conversation. You don't want to walk in and go right, not you now. Uh, hello, <laughs> like this. Do you know who I am? Yeah, and they're going no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, one more clip from this past week's episode because I want to talk to you about this as well. The Gorgeous of Wolfrex and the Wii games are phenomenal. How are you going, Wolfrex? You know, we're taking 5,000 supporters to away games. We get people driving, driving four hours. How has y'all's away game experience has been? Like, is it is it this fervent? Like, are there this many people going to all the games? And, like, what's the tone like when you go they're always sold out yeah it's always sold out no, no matter when it is what day of the week it is you know rain shine snow we, it's we've had some really good away days we were we had we were at oldham last season was amazing um what I don't was know. my first away game? Was it Oldham? Oldham was your first away. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it didn't start off great, to be fair, but no. then obviously we, you know, we we won in the end. I think an away day, go into somebody else's ground mm -hmm. and to to win the game in the way we did at Oldham, for example, scoring two really late goals after playing awfully for like nearly ninety minutes, we were uh -huh. we were terrible. And then to then get two late goals, it, it, it is it's it's something special to do that, you know. When you're not, it, it's special to do that when you're at home in the seats that you sit in every week. But to go to somebody else's ground and do it to them on their ground, that's that it's that's good, isn't it? But then on the, at the extreme, we watched Halifax away. Yeah, we went to yeah. That, that was, was that was awful. That was a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible game. Well, we went to like Coventry in the FA Cup, and we went to that game. That was an amazing day out. 
Mm. Uh, you know, when we won that game, we took five and a half thousand. Something like that, yeah. Uh, we we went to Sheffield United when we were lost in the replay in the FA Cup. That was a really good day. We took, I think we took about 5,000 there as Even well. Even if Billy Sharp did ruin it by yeah. his childish um, antics. But I think... Very. It just depends how many how many tickets we get. Whatever we get, we, we sell. sell out. You know, it's it's as simple as that. And but today, like we were we were hoping to be at the Stockport game, uh, but they only give us nine hundred tickets. So and wow. nine yeah nine hundred tickets. It's a bit of a you know it's obviously a mad scrum. Yeah, how big is their stadium now? Like, uh, um, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's probably similar to ours. Yeah, probably exactly. 10, 10 or eleven thousand. Okay. And we're, you know, I can't really knock that too much because we're only giving away eleven hundred, okay. and they've they, we've probably got a, a similar size ground. Um, so yeah, it's sort of like you're annoyed because you really want to go. Yeah. Then at the same time, you're sort of like, well, we can't really complain too much because we're not getting much more than that away either. So, who wants to fill their ground with away fans? We'll still be loudest, though. I bet you. Yeah, we'll be listening. We'll be listening to it, obviously, because we're in uh, we're in obviously the UK, and we have like three o'clock clock. What they called? Blackout. Media blackout. Media blackout. So we won't be able to watch it, but we'll be listening to it. So explain that to me. Why? Why is that the case? Why can I watch it and you can't? Um, So basically. Um, there was a ruling that came in not that long ago, 25 years ago, something like that. They they saw a decline in people attending uh, games. Uh, and it sort of uh, came along at the same time. So Sky TV bought all the rights for the Premier League. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, this big juggernaut that was Sky TV, that is Sky TV. And they started streaming games. Uh, not streaming games, just showing games on their on their channels, and they, they uh, people who run football in this country noticed the decline in people attending games. Hmm. So, because most games kick off at three o'clock on Saturday, they decided to introduce a media blackout, which would then encourage people to go back to games as opposed to sitting at home. And watching them on their TV, so mm. the subscription that came that, that went to you know that you pay to Sky on a monthly basis, what they wanted is people to be going and paying their 20, 30, 40 pounds to go into a ground to help clubs, especially the ones lower down the pyramid, you know, because we get a lot of armchair fans as well in the sense of you'll get somebody who might support, I don't know, Morecambe. But at the same time, they've got a little bit, you know, if if Liverpool are playing Everton or Liverpool are playing Man United on the TV, they'll sort of not bother going to the Morecambe game to watch the Liverpool, uh, Liverpool-Man United game, maybe, because they're not complete fans. They just like going to the odd game now and again. Right. And what, what they thought was that to stop that happening and to take money away from these clubs by people not wanting to go... They just black out media coverage at that time. It would reinvigorate people wanting to go to actual live sport. And to be fair, it sounds crazy, but it actually worked. And the attendances at games actually sort of rose back up again and they're back at a a good level since they've done that. As I say, they've done it for about 25 years now. 
That so is, there, there are ways and means around uh, the media blackout in this country, none yeah. of which are completely legal, shall we say. <laughs> so, you know, it's there are ways and means. There are ways and means, but we'll just listen to it. Yes. Yes. Because we're yes. not naughty. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then you're a better person than I am. <laughs> <laughs> I would find any way to get around that. <laughs> uh, yeah, listening to a commentary on a radio or is just it's just not the same as either being there or watching it. I just think well, I mean ultimately being there watching it is the ultimate thing, isn't it? Yeah. But listening to it on the radio, it's just no matter how good the commentary is, yeah. It's just not the same. It's ours is good. Best. It's just not uh, yeah, it's definitely not the same. And I've really? I've definitely said this on the podcast. There have been times where I can't even watch it. Um it yeah. especially last year and you know, last two seasons when yeah. we were in the National League. It was hard harder to watch. Um yeah, it's uh, that's so strange. I've never <clears throat> so is so does that even apply? So does that apply to Premier League teams as well? So like yep. yeah, yeah. Wow. So that's why you get in when there's um, when there's a Premier League game. Um, that's why you get games at uh, twelve thirty in the afternoon mm-hmm. and games at five thirty. So the media blackout runs from uh, three pm to five pm on a Saturday. So that is why you will get games on at twelve thirty in the afternoon because mm-hmm. they're they're outside the media blackout and they can be shown on TV. And then you'll get games at five thirty in the evening. <laughs> UK time, obviously, and because they're outside the blackout, so that's why them them games exist. You know, them times of games exist. If there was no media blackout, there wouldn't be a twelve thirty game probably, and there probably wouldn't be a five thirty game because they'd all just kick off at three o'clock, and then you could watch whatever you wanted. Interesting. But, yeah. Abolish the media blackout, I say. I I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah get political but- with it. <laughs> yeah, you might see you sort you sort of yeah. I'm not going to get it. Yeah, I'm yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> it's not your podcast. I know, I know, I know. Back in your box. Go I off know. on whatever rant you want, right? No, no problem with it. Well, um, I, if I start, I won't stop. Yeah, so. you know, once he gets a beer in his bonnet, that's it. He just will go on and on and on. I've had it thirteen years. <laughs> Outside of the match itself what has been your best and worst away game experience like aside from what the result was of the game what's been your best and worst when was it when you couldn't get a beer Oldham. Oldham. yeah i think that would be ryan's <laughs> no no but i see when i've been to a lot more away games than i have yeah so. but the thing is Oldham was horrible because driving there was was horrible because we got stuck in uh, there was the two motorways were closed and we ended up it's an hour away Oldham and I think it took us two two and a half hours to yeah. get there which wow. was annoying and then we parked up and we walked to the ground a little bit late getting there now I queued up to get a beer and I queued up for an hour and I don't think the queue moved so I, I I'll be on and so then I just walked away so I sat down. I was like, I haven't had a beer. It's taken me two and a half hours to get here. And then the first, they, they scored in the first half. We saw we were 1-0 down at half time. No beer. No beer. <laughs> two and a half hours to get there. We're losing. And it was horrible. But then when we scored in the 90th and the 96th minute, yeah. win it, 
I look back at that day now as one of the best away days I've ever had because <laughs> because of that. So so Wrexham winning or, or pulling off a victory right at the end supersedes everything else. It's still one of the best days I've ever had, you know, as an away day. So it's odd. But for me, I would say probably Coventry away was my best. You said your worst. No, yeah, well, yeah, but I can't think. Oldham was my worst and best. Okay. But Halifax away from the football was very good. Halifax, the football Football was horrendous. horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was it about Halifax made it good? Uh, It was was really nice. Yeah. It was really nice though because we got in and they had all these like they they did all these food trucks. It was yeah, it was. Beer, there was bars, there was everything. It was it was perfect, Halifax. Yeah, it was really good. And then the the game was horrendous. It was horrible. Um, but I'd say my best day was probably as a complete day, probably Coventry. Yeah, that was pretty good. Was it just me and you went to that? Just game? me and you. Yeah, it was the, the little gr- day afternoon. Yeah, it was. the The ground was lovely. It was really easy to get a beer, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was just and then to go and win it in the way we did yeah. as well. Uh, you know, you know, national league team against the championship team mm. to go and win it. I think everything about that day was probably. I think you can good. find positive and negatives about anywhere you go, um, and I think, like you said, if we win, no matter what the stadiums like or the people or whatever it's it you know it always kind of makes it better it does but yeah Halifax was just yeah I think Halifax was mine to be honest worst worst I what did I say I don't know I'm just asking (laughs) I just I think I have so like I'm just I well I try to be really positive and I always try to think of positive things that you know, may actually not necessarily be there, <laughs> but I kind of want them to be there. So yeah, yeah I, I, yeah, I don't like saying good or bad, but I, I would. I, I think tell I, you where was where where wasn't very nice. Yeah. Um, Sheffield United, that oh, really really wasn't. It was quite a horrible dowdy ground, wasn't it? We were used to national league grounds, and they're they're not the best. Mm-hmm. But then we went to Sheffield United uh, for the replay in the FA Cup, and. We, that was a terrible journey as well. That was a horrible journey, yeah. But uh, we, um, we, you sort of, they were in the Premier League the year before we played. So they're back in the Premier League now, and you sort of expect for a Premier League team, you sort of expect it all to be really nice. Yeah. But it wasn't, was it really? It wasn't that nice. Um, and yeah, and was it nicer than a National League team? Sir? Yeah, probably. So it's probably like an expectations think, kind of thing. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. You know, on the basis of how big they are and how big the ground was as well, because it is a big place. Mm-hmm. I just expected it to be nicer. I think if you're talking about what best, what you know, what would be your best ground mm. that you visited, I obviously, apart from ours, mm. um, I would say I would say Coventry was our, you know, it was just literally the whole day, start from finish. No, I bet you can change your mind in in one second. All right. <laughs> Wembley. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, that's the thing is that we went to Wembley, we lost, 
But, mm-hmm. you know, people try to forget about that day. But mm. I, because I'd never been to Wembley before. I'd never been in a crowd. Well, I, I have been in a crowd by that if you're at mm. a concert or whatever, but not like at a footballing event. I was, mm. My brother was there. You know, Ryan was there. Our little lad was there. Um, did I say your dad? No. No? And his dad was there as well. And it, it was just... It was just such a great day, and I just think no matter you know, even though we lost, yeah, it was. Ryan could get a beer, so he was he was all right. <laughs> I sound I sound like an alcoholic though. <laughs> yeah, you're coming off like one right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I know. If you have a few beers at the football, which it's doesn't an, happen every week. I think so. it's I think it's an important part of the experience. I would say at the football, I think it's more that it's like it's tradition, isn't it? Especially when yeah. we go to when we go to watch Wrexham at home, we literally get there at half past one. The doors open at half one. We get in there. Ryan gets a, a beer and a half. No two. Oh, do you get two now, dear? Yeah. Oh, that's changed. Um, or that d- depends who's buying. Depends who's buying. Yeah. Who's buying. I get my chips and gravy, a yeah. bottle of coke. Yeah. And it's just like every single Saturday home game. Yeah. Uh, and it's just that is tradition. So yeah, I think the fact that you get a beer or two. Yeah. Um, is and it's the same beer, isn't it? Yeah, it's got to be the same beer. Same beer. It's just, yeah, it, yeah it's maybe it's a bit. What beer is it? Uh, that's I don't like saying because uh, everyone is. Don't just say the beer. That you like. <laughs> no, no, because everyone always assumes. Oh, you must be drinking Wrexham Lager. Oh no, I don't drink Wrexham Lager. To be honest, I do drink Wrexham Lager, but not at the football. Uh, mm-hmm. We drink. Uh, I drink Madri at the football. Okay, it's lovely. Yeah, it's not cheap. But really nice. Nice. Before we get out of here, let's talk about where we are in the table. Um, cool. How are y'all feeling so far about what's happening this season? Um, I've had lots and lots of, of opinions on it, but I want to hear what y'all's take are on what's happening with the table right now. I, um, I'm very pleased to be uh, less than 10 games in. And to be fourth in the table, I'm happy. If someone would have offered me that at the start of the season, I would have I would have snapped their hand off. I would take that <laughs> all day long. I wasn't one of these people who expected to be top by now. I didn't think we'd be this high this uh, uh, early either. Um, I've said this so many times, but I I try and use. Stockport last season as a bit of a yardstick as to where we where you know because Stockport were excellent in the national league you know they pipped us to the to the title they went up and it took them about fifteen games to find their feet and to you know oh we're in a new league we're playing new teams it's not the same everyone's a little bit better than they were last season. And yeah, about 15 games in, they started to put some a bit of a run together and uh, Stockport ended up fourth, just missing out on automatic promotion in the end last season. So when we had a slow start, didn't bother me. I was mm-hmm. expecting that. I just didn't expect us to start looking as good as we do this early, yeah. if I'm honest. I thought we'd be a good 10, 15 games in before people started looking at us going these might be a force to be reckoned with so for me i mean this is as good a start to a season that i could hope for i think i think this is it is slightly annoying not to count you doing better than us but hey that's fine uh, you know i can i can live with that i think that's a rivalry that is going to go on for years and years and years gosh that helps it'd be so fun to get promoted with them repeatedly yeah 
I, I think it. I think it'll happen. That's what I can see happening this season. I genuinely think the both of us are going to be in that top three come the the sort of end of the season. You know, the business end. Yeah, but don't you want to just like <laughs> knock the smugness off? No, I want to keep it going. No, I see. I'm bored of it though. It's like, it, look, just be crap. No, <laughs> it's it's not, and I think. And I think what it does is if we go up together again this season, next season, whenever it is, uh, and then we're close the season after, it it's a it's it's a sort of rivalry that keeps the exposure on the club. There's been a big boom of exposure, and people are really interested in the club. It is very natural for that to sort of yeah. cool over time, yeah. and people, you know, a lot of people will stay, and it will continue. Mm-hmm. Some people will drop off, and it will cool a little bit. I just think having that rivalry up through leagues, it just mm. keeps exposure on the club. Yeah. More exposure equals more sales, more money, more streaming, everything. And I just think anything that you can have that that sort of keeps that exposure on the club even if it is a rivalry with someone you don't particularly like who cares you know let's say you know happy days but i do i genuinely think they'll go up this season and i think uh i think we will as well how how whether we're gonna go top three or playoffs or they go top three or playoffs i don't know but i i genuinely can see knots knots county for me look very good. I've watched them twice this season. Yeah, they look a lot better than they were last season, and they were very good last season. Sorry. I am, yeah, I am slightly concerned about playing them, mm-hmm. uh, especially when the first game we play them is away. Um, yeah. Same as that last. It was like that last season, was, though, wasn't it? And- but you don't want to lose to them, do you? No. Um, and and I just think that'll be such a huge game. But it, that's in the sort of five, six weeks, that game, isn't it? Something like that. And I I would like, I, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past us being first and second when that game comes around. Uh, I might be wrong, but I wouldn't put it past us, to be honest, for that to be the case. And then it just makes it so much more interesting then, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, if Wrexham were hated before and halfway through the season, it's one and two, not scouting Wrexham. Like, it's just, yeah, people are going to hate the team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. But I bet, yeah. What do you think? Where do you think we're going to end up? Top. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I think, you know, I, I've said it before. It's like, I know that, you know, it would have been nice, or it would be nice, sorry, for us to be, you know, champions of League Two mm. going into League One. Um, but looking at the, you know, the teams like Swindon, for example, they are, they're doing really well, they're yeah. doing really well mm-hmm. and they are a great team. Um, but I just, I'm still going to be positive yeah. and think we will be, we'll, I reckon we'll be I first can, or second. I can smell a butt then when you were going. Well, well, I don't know. Cause I'm not, yeah. I, I just want to be positive, so I'm just going to say we're going to win it. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to win it. And if we don't, then I don't. Know. I don't want to go in the playoffs. I don't want. We can't do playoffs. We can't. I've been, you know, Shan knows. Shan has been a fan for very long, and she's like, "Oh, play, we can't do playoffs." No, I've been a fan for longer. I've seen us in the playoffs. I know, and, and I know we can't <laughs> do playoffs. Um, you know, I'd love to be proved wrong on that one day, but I, yeah, I, I think. 
I don't think top three is out of the realms of possibility. I don't think it's a ridiculous notion. If we, if we play the way that we played against uh, Grimsby for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. no one will touch us. Yeah. Nobody in this league will get near us if we play like that. I'm not. I'm not naive enough to think we're going to play like that every week. I, I know how football works, and you have your bad weeks, and then you know the then injuries creep in, suspensions creep in, and you know all that sort of thing. I mean, Elliot Elliot Lee is one yellow card away from a one game suspension now, so you know things change, you know, and things happen. And I, but I, if we do play like that, and we do find our rhythm playing like we did against Grimsby, there's not one team in this league that will beat us. Yeah, no, I mean, the mere fact that we're in fourth right now and Mullen has only played one full game yeah, should tell you a lot. You know? Yeah, and, and we've also signed uh, Fletcher, um, yes. who, who looked, I mean, for the last 10 minutes, looked incredible. Like yes. him, at, him and Lee's little interactions were... I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was honestly, when we signed him, uh, Sean didn't really know much about him, did we? And I explained... I knew he was Scottish and that's it. Yeah, and I, I sort of went... He's all right. I mean, you know, I I remember him playing in the Premier League and mm-hmm. I, I know he played for Dundee United last season. And I was like, and she goes, this is a good signing. And I went, really? I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not like mind blowing. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And then when it, when he came on the other day, I think I, he did. It, it wasn't the overhead kick. It was before that. He did it. He, he sort of flicked it around yeah, the corner yes. to Lee, and then he did something else. I genuinely think I went like this. I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I just I, I, he could do no wrong for the yeah. 10, 15, 20 minutes he was on. He'd everything he did come off. Yeah. And again, I'm not so naive to think that's going to be the case for everything he does in every game. But if he can pull off a few little yeah. little sort of passes, because the chances he created, you know, for Lee and for you know, but and spreading it out wide and and the little things he did, I noticed his running off the ball as well was mm-hmm. so good. And it, you know, if if we can just get half an hour out of him every game, and it's the, it's as good as that. I'll, I'll take that all day long. At the age of 36, if he can do that for half an hour every week, I'll be, I'll be more than happy. Heck yeah. 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 yeah I've, I've loved our signings. I love McLean. That dude is an animal. Yeah. Um, I fell in love with Elliot Lee, you know, last year. And he's, yeah. he's by far my favorite player. I just love, I love a player that hustles, never complains yeah. and just keeps going. Yeah. Um, which is why Mullen can never be my favorite player. He yeah. he, whine, he whines too much. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the bit on the uh, documentary where Millie said to him, Can you fake another penalty? <laughs> yeah. I thought that was hilarious. But yeah. it was like, Me? Fake yeah. penalty? Never. No. I love a person that has no filter. It's it makes yeah. things so much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was such a good episode. Yeah, Gosh, that was a good one. It was, um, yeah. yeah. I'll be analyzing that one before this episode comes out. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah that was a great one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, well, y'all, where can people find you? Um, just so people know. Yeah. And so yeah. we we are a podcast and a YouTube channel. So um, we uh, we you can find us obviously on YouTube. Search me, the wife and Wrexham AFC. We are currently 
on the way to a thousand subscribers i think at time of recording we are on 992 which is massively annoying that we are so close <laughs> Yeah, so, so far uh, away yeah. yeah but yeah no uh, so you'll you'll find this as i say on youtube but anywhere that you find your podcasts we're there as well so apple Podcasts, spotify um or all, all the usual places that you find your podcasts we are there social media we're all over that as well all well i say we sean is all over that that's all me yeah facebook twitter instagram threads uh, not uh, so much threads like yeah. that. i know threads. i'm not doing threads no i'm not no. feeling it no. no spoutable we're on spoutable yeah not feeling that either <laughs> i don't even know what that is what no. the heck is that no, no. It's, uh, yeah it's somebody got in touch with us and said oh there's no recs and podcasts at the moment on spoutable now we know why no it's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not it's not the best no no so yeah i think we'll just stick to the core the core ones until elon musk starts charging us 50 quid a month to to be on twitter well yeah we'll be on all of them yeah and then when he starts i mean why does he need more money let's be honest i'm not going to start ranting about elon musk but i mean (laughs) you know why do we need to start paying hey you might you know at some point you might be making enough to where that's nothing you know it's just yeah yeah. take it take 100 50 for yourself Well, y'all heard it. Go, all my eight people who listen to this podcast, go subscribe to me, the uh-huh. wife and Rexham AFC to, to get them up to a thousand. Um, y'all, I really appreciate y'all coming on. This has been fantastic. Um, love your podcast. Y'all keep it up. It's a delight. Thank, Thank you. Very you. Much. Absolutely. Just realized I was muted. So there you have it, y'all. Me, the wife, and Wrexham AFC uh, joined the podcast this week. Thank y'all so much, Sharon and Ryan. Y'all were fantastic. Um, absolutely loved hanging out with y'all for for an hour or so and chatting Wrexham and other stuff. So uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, um, actually, let's not end it just yet. I think I have the very end. Um, at the very end of this episode, the not yet episode, uh let's see i believe i have a clip here the most remarkable record-breaking season in history someone else does as well at the same time as us (laughs) and that about sums up the entirety of last season is is those words right there we had a record-breaking season last year Knotts county came along and did the exact same thing and we pulled it out at the very end. Um, it draws a lot of hate from people, but man, it draws way more love. It draws way more people enjoying the sport, enjoying the team, loving the town, loving the club. Um, yeah, it's way more of a positive thing than than it's it's a net positive by far. Um, and it just the whole story of Wrexham has been beautiful, and I just. Very much looking forward to watching it as it continues over the coming years. Um, watching us climb that EFL ladder, watching the town uh, grow and um, adapt and, yeah, and just become awesome, become more awesome than it already was. So, yeah, that'll do it for this week, y'all. Um, if you have any questions about the show, you can email me, director at PeacefulCProductions.com. You can also message me on Instagram and Twitter, um, WXM 
Texan, Wrexham Texan. Uh, you can also head on over to my website, uh, my company's website, which is peacefulc.network. We've got the Wrexham Texan up there. I'm going to try to start showing these episodes on or streaming them live on Fridays and Sundays, um, 5 p.m. GMT. Um, or no, 5 p.m. on Sundays, 11 p.m. on Fridays. Uh, yeah. And then you can go to the rest of the website and check out all the other stuff that my company does that we do here in in the States. Actually, some of this is, is abroad. But uh, yeah, thank you all so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Um, subscribe, follow, like, comment, all the above. Share it with your friends. Um, if you would like to come on the show, please let me know. I'm very interested in having people from everywhere come on the show, chat about Wrexham, chat about filmmaking. Um, I really love talking about documentary stuff. So if you want to talk about Welcome to Wrexham or anything like it, um, I would love to have that conversation with you. So that's it for today. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Later. Up the town. And if you knock my soul oh, with all your strength, you're gonna find it, you're gonna find it.